Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. Today's guest is such an inspirational young woman and is a kindred spirit and absolute lover of life. I met Ro Cartes through a corporate coaching program and it's been such a absolute pleasure to get to know Ro and to help her gain clarity about where she's at in life and where she's heading. The coaching was just amazing, like just wonderful conversations. And I invited Ro today so we could continue some of those conversations just about what inspires her and her passions and what drives her to kind of share those passions with others as well. So I'm not going to go much into much more detail because that'll unfold through the chat. Ro, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. It's a pleasure. I had so much fun working with you and you really did help me so much in my career and what I wanted to look for in my career. So I really, really appreciate that. And I'm really happy to be here. Oh, me too. And really, we might dive into that a little bit about some of the things we did cover in the the coaching, but it was a real pleasure and all the coaching I do is a real pleasure but we were able to sort of navigate some places that really opened up a lot of possibilities didn't they it was very free-flowing before we dive into that tell me a little bit about you know what stage of life you're at just where you're at in life right now yeah perfect so after our coaching I've decided obviously that I wanted to move on to a different uh, job role within the government which I'm really excited about so where I am at personally as well is I've kind of got my own YouTube channels and I um, have my own TikTok that I created to work on giving advice to people through uh, about life and about fitness and health. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I've also finished my studies on nutrition and I'm studying fitness. So that will be opening up more doors for me to give advice on those topics as well. So I'm really just kind of enjoying life at the moment and seeing where it takes me really. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And just a little bit of background. So I met Ro through corporate. So so Ro works in a, a corporate role, but is very much passionate about like living your best life, but studying health and nutrition. And you've set up your YouTube channel about sharing information that's important for you. And also that inspirational messages for your followers. We're going to dive into that soon. I don't want to go straight into that. Tell me a little bit about your family because through our coaching, family seem to be very important to you and have a very key, really shaped you for who you are. Tell me a little bit about what growing up was like for you. 
Yes. So I have grown up in a Christian family. So my dad's dad was a pastor. And so he came from a very, very religious, I'd say, family. And then we moved to Australia. I was about four years old and just had very uh, strong foundations there with my morals and respect and and caring for people and sharing things with people. So that's how I where I got that kind of passion from as well. My parents are still together. They have been together for 36 years now. And I've got a brother and he is younger than me, but he seems older. He's very wise. And um, he gives me so much inspiration because he's just always giving me information as well. He's very he loves to read, but lots of nonfiction. So he's more the opposite of me, where I like to read the fiction stuff. Mm. He is just super inspiring. I think he's probably the the person that kind of pushed me to create my YouTube channel. He's the one that kind of supports me in that a lot. And my mum as well. She she watches all my videos. Um, but yeah, growing up in this family, I've never felt like I wasn't supported. I've always felt supported. I've always felt loved, and something that I kind of want to give back to others. Yeah. Do you know what? That's, I really picked that up through our coaching, the sort of foundations and the values in life. Where did you move from? What country were you born in? Chile. In Chile? Yeah. Yeah. So you were four when you moved to Australia. So have you been back to Chile to visit? Yeah. Or not? Yeah. yeah. I've been a couple of times. I think I went back when I was eight and then when I was 18 and then when I was 22. Okay. So I've been back three times, but it's been a while. Uh, my family's been back more than me, but I would like to go back. I think it's been like 10 years now, so I think it's it's time to, to go back. So do you still have family? Is there still family there in Germany? Yes, all yeah. my family is there. So I only have cousins that live in Sydney. They used to live in Canberra, but they moved to Sydney. That's it. Just like one cousin with her two daughters who are my age, so my cousins are older. And, yeah, that's it. Everybody else is in Chile. So why did your family move to Australia? For more opportunities. More opportunities. Yeah. 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 That's a big risk, isn't it? That's a big step for a family to move away from their their base as well. So there must have been that strong faith and looking for those opportunities as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. The good thing is in Chile they do teach you English as like one of the basics in in school. So my dad, um, you know, He's the one that knew more English than my mom. It took her a while to actually learn. I mean, I couldn't even imagine moving to a country where I just didn't know the language and had to start fresh. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people do that. It's huge. Yeah, really big. We take a lot for granted, I think. Yeah. The people that haven't needed to do that and also the, the reasons sort of looking for those opportunities. And you mentioned about your dad. He's, he's not a pastor, is he? Your granddad was but is your past your dad's involved with the church because I remember you talking about him being very inspirational as well yeah so he is he sometimes does do some preaching at the church mm-hmm. so when the pastor is away he kind of takes over a little bit to help out so our church is really very flexible they're very uh it's not structured in a certain way which I really like it's very chill and so I think that my dad, because English is his second language, he does such a good job and he's so inspirational to me because what he says, he does. Like he is who he says he is, yeah. which I, you know, I think that that's where I kind of got that from, where I don't feel the need to kind of hide myself. I am who I am. I, do you know what? I love that too. And I think that is a really 
beautiful message for a lot of our listeners because there's that's very much about what I'm about is helping people to have the the confidence and to be comfortable to show up you know who they are a lot of women don't a lot of you know through conditioning through life circumstances through a whole range of things a lot of women don't feel comfortable and a lot of men too don't feel don't have that confidence so where do you think yours has yours just come from just how you're wired or is it your family support the environment you grew up in yeah I think it's a mix I think that uh it's definitely from family roots because I do think that they are very like I said very very supportive Mm. so having that is super important from the beginning but also like I've been lucky enough to have like really good friends around me I've never really got myself into trouble never really wanted to get myself into trouble I think I always knew like I always knew right and wrong I think it's because obviously my Christian upbringing I knew what we couldn't and should do but it was never a restrictive thing it was never like like you have to be doing this and they wouldn't let me watch this or do that it was very like they told us but they respected and knew that we would kind of understand it on our own which was really nice it was never really restrictive which is what you hear a lot of the time with these religious families and upbringings is that it's they don't let you do a lot of stuff but it was more informative like they tell us things they say this is why but you know you're going out into the world and you just have to make those decisions along the way which was kind of nice it was they didn't handhold yeah that's beautiful to me it sounds like it's a balance of not handholding but providing some really solid foundations about you know the just about how to live and the support, like what you said there about they're a very supportive family and also your brother is very inspiring as well. So even the way that you speak about them is very inspiring because that's often, you know, for some families that they don't have that, they don't have that mutual respect or the, you know, somebody might not agree with something and then it's all things get thrown out of, proportion but it sounds like it's a very solid foundation to to who you are yeah definitely and when we do disagree with things it's doesn't become an argument it becomes a conversation which I I've learned that taking that into other areas of my life when I have if I have to have confrontations with people it's you know not to yell at them it's to sit down and actually have that conversation as an adult to try and fix it yeah. Instead of, cause, you know, I, I always knew that if you argue with someone by yelling and all that stuff, it's not going to do anything. That person's not going to listen. They're going to put up a wall. Yeah. So I always learned, I've learned that in order to make something work or, or fix a situation, it's to speak about it. Communication has always been a huge, huge thing in our family. Yeah. And I think also, when we talk in the workplace as well, I see a lot of conflicts happening in the workplace because people are not communicating and they come in with a conflict being, I have to win. You know, I have to, you have to see it my way. I have to win. And I really loved what you were saying is that conflict is, it's difference of opinions and it's about having a conversation around that and trying to understand things from the other point, person's point of view, but you might still agree to disagree and Exactly. That's okay too without harboring that, you know, that resentment and anger. And I think that's where people can get a little bit stuck is they need to win. 
Exactly. And I mean, that, that all goes back to what actual tolerance is. You know, these days you hear people talking about tolerance and it's really like, I want you to believe what I believe. And that's not tolerance. No. So, yeah, I and I, I had a quote ages ago. The pastor said it, but I know it's a quote that's famous. And it's sometimes it's best to be kind than to be right. Yes. And I really liked that. Yes. I thought that was really that's just stayed with me this whole time. So I always constantly have that in the back of my mind when I'm dealing with anything, because I'm like, you know what, even if I am right, sometimes it can come off mean. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll leave it, you know, because sometimes it's just better to be a nice person. Yeah. And what I'm hearing there too, Ro, is that it's a conscious thinking about it. It's not about giving away your power and suppressing who you are. But what I'm hearing is that you're kind of weighing up. Is it worth, you know, what battles do you fight? What ones are worth fighting? Exactly. You, know, you know, it might be that, yeah, let's just agree to disagree on this one because if I keep going on about what I think and you're going on about what you think and we're just clashing heads, then that's not going to be helpful. So it's kind of weighing up, you know, how much energy do you give in? Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. And not giving away your power. Yeah. Well. Compromise yeah. as well. Compromise. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh, it's also because most people already have formed their opinions. They've already have a foundation of their beliefs. So there's no point in like you can say what you believe, but you, without having to be pushy about it, it can be like this is how I was brought up. This is what I think, but I respect how you feel and how you think. Yeah. And I think that that's very rare now, which is really sad. But it's something that I. Like when I talk about things on my YouTube channel, I like to talk about that. Like I like to make sure that even though I'm telling them these are my advices and issues and things that you can resolve with, uh, with what I'm, you know, saying, I, I want them to take it away, but also put their own spin on things or not necessarily take all the advice that I give them because it's not, my advice is not the best advice and it's not the only advice. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would say I'm exactly the same when I'm coaching is, you know, here are some considerations and I never tell people what to do. And hopefully you experience that, but it's about here's some considerations. Here are some things, you know, how I might view the world, but it's about each person needing to come up with what's right for them. Because what I do is, yeah, you're still, yeah, what I do is not, might not be the right thing for somebody else. It might not fit with where they're at. And I get, I kind of get that little creep up my back when I'm in conversation with people and they say, oh yeah, you should do blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, number one, don't tell me what to do. Number two, you don't really know the whole story that's going on. So it's about sharing information and then people being able to adapt that to what's going on for them in their lives. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, and we're sort of starting to to dip into some of that as well. But your life, do you have an overarching sort of life philosophy or outlook on life? And I know that's a very big question. <laughs> Not really. Like I think that it basically is about just being kind to people and understand having empathy is super important to me. Understanding that you don't know what's going on in someone else's life, so. You should treat people in a better way. You know, I used to have, I used to have really bad red rage and I sometimes still catch myself. But the good thing is that now I realize when I'm doing it, 
Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of when I do things negative, which is good because I feel like if, if I'm putting all this negative energy in and I notice, it means that there's a, there's a shift in my attitude towards things. And so for me, it's like, oh, you know, this person's going so slow. But then I start to think, but what if they've got a, a cake in the car and they can't, they can't go too quickly. It's going to go flying or, you know, they've got a child, you know, things like that. So you start to understand people a little bit better because you start to realize it's not about, it's not just about you. And I think that that's what my life yeah. view is. It's not just about you. And I think we're just, you know, we live in such a, like, um, a world that's all about me, me, me. And, I think that that's why you kind of get sucked into that and you can't help it. Everyone seems to be in that kind of space of like me, this, and this is what I want and this is how I feel. And so it's, it's having to like remind yourself that other people are just as important that your, your life, you're not the star of the movie. Like (laughs) you're all, you know, just cast members in the movie and yeah, it's, you have to respect people. And I love that rope. And it's, for me, there is a balance, I think, too, because we, part of my message is around, you know, people being confident to show up as their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And when you show up as your authentic self, some people think, well, that gives me the right to do things exactly how I want to do them and not give a shit about others. I, I For yeah. me, that's not what it's like. It's about, yep, I will show up how I want to show up but it's also being conscious of the impact of what I'm doing on other people. So me being completely myself, that might not be the best thing, you know, (laughs) instilling great relationships because, you know, being honest and speaking your truth, yes, we can do that, but it's doing it in a way that is considerate of others as well. That's my take on it. I think I'm hearing that from you and, you yep. are much better with road rage. I am, you know, that awareness <laughs> stuff. I, if you ask yep. my kids, there's still things that they go on about me at the school car park that used to stress me out like you would not believe. So they still stir me about that. And I'm aware of when I get agitated, but then I just still get agitated. I'm not <laughs> quite at that point in the car to just shut it up. So, um, you're much more evolved in the road rage than I am. Oh, no, no. Sometimes I'm not there. Sometimes it takes me, like, until I, like, get to the place where I'm going, I think sit there and I go, oh, probably should have been a bit nicer. Or, like, I probably should have done this. I, I don't think I've ever, like, I don't think I've ever yelled at cars. You know, you've, I've given the finger maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, even when people cut you off sometimes or they go and they're not supposed to and you're just like like what are you doing but then sometimes you think like you've probably done it before as well and sometimes it's not and when you realize the person's reaction they're like like you know that they didn't do it on purpose it's they act they didn't do it on purpose they just didn't think about it they just did it and then they realize oh whoops and you can't do anything about it after that i i yeah yeah, I think yeah. that's a great view is kind of responding versus reacting. Yes. Um, yeah. But that's what I get. You know, the response is don't just automatically give them the finger or don't just automatically yeah. yell at them. Kind of you can be that instantly enraged, but yeah. why why is that going on? And that's not just road rage either. That's kind of life yes. stuff. You know, people, we don't know. We don't know what's, you know, under the surface for other people. Hi, gorgeous Happiness Hive listeners. I'm interrupting this awesome podcast chat to share something I know you'll want to be part of. 
the Happiness Lounge Membership Club. This is your one-stop shop and central hub for everything you'll need to catapult you into a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's a unique and powerful platform where you not only get to focus on your own personal growth and transformation, but you also get to be part of a community of high vibe and inspirational women from all around the world, all working towards the same goal of creating a life filled with joy, success and unlimited abundance. I've done the hard work for you. I've personally created a whole range of resources to fast track your results to becoming fabulous in everything you do. The Happiness Lounge is your premier membership program, providing the ultimate place for personal life mastery. If this resonates and you want to create a life that you're excited to jump out of bed every day to live, come and join us. Hit the link in the show notes and let the fun begin. Okay, now back to the podcast. There's actually a book that that got me thinking that way, and it's, the, it's Stephen Covey's uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I don't think I ever finished it. I've got it on my shelf, and I read it when I was in London in, I think it was 2014, so it was a long time ago, but it stick, still sticks with me, that one section where he talks about, like, action and reaction, yes. and exactly what you were saying. It's it's the way that you react to something that's in your control. You can't control yes. the situation, yes. but you can control how you react to the situation. And I always thought that was so interesting. And that's why I think that I'm so aware of it because it's just kind of the information that's just stayed with me this whole time. Yeah. I, I refer to Stephen Covey a lot and that sphere of influence. You know, what things can you control? What things are in your control? What things can you influence? And what do you have absolutely no control over? And, you know, not putting energy into the things that you have no control over. And when I'm working with people, often they're, they're putting a lot of energy into stuff that they just can't do anything about. Yeah, but you exactly. can control your reactions. You can control how you respond to others. You can control how, what you say, what you think. And because a lot of people think that they don't have control over a lot of things, but they do. They have control over themselves and the choices that they make. There's Mm. a a lot of people that say to me, oh, you know, I can't do anything. I have to do it. And it's like, well, really? Really? Is that really true? Um, Yeah, exactly. And if you're, no, you're absolutely right. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, and once you kind of realize that it's kind of powerful because it's, you, you realize that you actually have a lot of power in situations. Yeah that you probably didn't think that you would have if you realise that it's the way that you you do things, you react, you talk, you, you know, the way that you act with people, all of that is under your control. So there's no excuse. You know, I, I always hear, you know, or see these things on, on the internet where people are like, well, I got treated this way by an ex-boyfriend, so from now on I'm just this way. Like I am, you know, B-I-T-C-H because mm-hmm. of what happened to me. And it's like, no, that that shouldn't change who you are. You should actually continue to be a kind person. That person, you don't want to go to their level. You don't, why, yeah. why would you do that to other people, you know? So yeah, it is in the people's control. So yeah. And I think for, for me too, and it's, it's not about saying that I always respond positively to stuff because I don't. Yeah, I have, exactly. there'll be things that happen that I kind of go, Oh, that's brought up a whole lot of emotion and reaction in me. And what I, and I don't always do this exact thing, but what I try and do is just to go, oh, that's interesting. Why am I feeling or reacting that way? What is that bringing up in me? And why am I feeling that way? Is it something about 
me and my values? Is it something that, you know, somebody had said something that I feel has hurt me? Why is that hurting me? So I just sit and think, well, why is that actually happening? Sometimes I get insight from that, from that little, just why is that happening? And this isn't just an instant thing. Sometimes this is days and kind of weeks sort of going, why, why is that person, why am I reacting a certain way to that person when I'm not to other people? What is that about yeah. the interaction maybe with that person or what's going on? And then if I need to, I'll go that next step to say, well, what do I want to be doing instead? How do I want to be feeling about that? And what do I need to do? Because I can't, that I can't control that other person to do things, but I can control how I respond to it. So I kind of do this reflective practice and then I take yes. some action and I make a decision as to either let it go or to do something about changing my behaviours or things. So it's a process for me, but I, I quite often get have adverse reactions to people and things and situations, but I've got some tools and strategies where I'm not letting that weigh me down for two yeah. days. I mean, that's amazing. And I think that that's the way that we should do things because we're human beings. We're going to, yeah. we're not always going to be happy. We're not always going to be in a good mood. And mm-hmm. I think that it's so important. That's why I like journaling. They say journaling is really, really important because mm-hmm. you're getting everything down and then you could always go, well, why did I feel that way? And like you said, you, you start to delve into that feeling of resentment towards a certain person or a situation and you just it's the same with anxiety and I think that's what it is it's when you're in with anxiety I have to deal with that so I have to sometimes sit back and go but why do I feel so anxious today like what triggered it and obviously sometimes it nothing does sometimes it just yeah. lots of little things just yeah. build up and then get to you I also think that that's not a bad thing because it does spark up those conversations and I think I spoke to the, about this to you the other day and I think I said anxiety has this, you know, uh, conversation around it, how it's really horrible. And of course, you know, you can feel that way. But I also think that you need a little bit of anxiety to tell you what's right and wrong. Yeah. If something's off, yeah, your anxiety tells you something's off. Yeah. And I think that's super important is when people say, same with stress, when people say I'm so stressed, sometimes that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, because what it is, for me, it's almost like your intuition or your gut feeling. There's something in yourself that's saying, this doesn't feel quite right. And then if you kind of tap in, what is it that doesn't feel right or isn't right about this situation? Anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression is, you know, focusing on the past. And so the the anxiety, that anxious feeling about, or something could go wrong is good, but we don't want to get stuck in that or have it ruling us. And, you know, some people have very, very severe anxiety and, you know, they need professional help and uh, around that and strategies. But I think there are some things that maybe we can do on a, a daily, you know, a day-to-day basis that might help us to get some insight. And for me, a lot of it's just that self-awareness. I, yeah, I know, definitely. I know my kind of benchmark and I know when I'm kind of creeping out of that benchmark and it's just like, oh, this is not my usual. So what do I need to do yeah. around that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I feel like we, me and you are very similar in yeah. that we're very, we're very self-aware, which I yeah. think is 
actually not that common. Actually, I did the, uh, what's the Miles, Miles, Miles test? Miles Briggs, yeah. Miles Briggs. Yeah. And I came out with the low, no, what is it? The least popular personality. I think it was in 5% of the world or something. I was like, how, how? Maybe not the least again, popular, maybe the, yeah, the, the, the uh, least common. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. The so least that's common. the, the Myers Briggs type indicator for those. There'll be some of the audience that's familiar. It's a kind of a personality type based on, you know, extroversion, introversion. If you're more practical or more liking to see the big picture, if you tend to be more analytical or people based and whether you're, I'm just thinking the last one about the decisions, whether you're more kind of flexible or a bit more structured around things. Mm. Giving you yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. But do you know what? That's Lots true too. Like, yeah, I work with a lot of people and some are very, very, very self-aware. Others are just starting to on their journey and at all different ages as well. And that yeah. insight into and it's an evolving process. I find it an evolving yes. process. I don't just go, oh, yeah, one day I yeah. became self-aware. It's kind of just like, oh, man, what's what's going on here? Like I'm going through some stuff at the yeah. moment that's new and unusual for me, and it's sort of like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Why is, why, why is that happening and why am I feeling about things a particular way because it's not normally how I feel about it? So I'm just sitting with that. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting with it and going, oh, that's interesting. Just going to oh. see see what plays out. <laughs> and it's sitting in. But you know what? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes those situations are what actually makes you more self aware. Like it just, you know, I feel like life, and I always say this. It's like, obviously, bad things happen, but sometimes life life would not be as you wouldn't learn anything if bad things didn't happen. Yeah, you know, and. Oh, I feel like those those situations, the things that I've gone through, you know, relationships and stuff like that, have made me understand relationships better because of all the the stuff that I shouldn't do, you know. So, <laughs> yes, yes. so now you know, you you it does. It's true when I say, you know, with age, you're you become wiser because you just experienced all this stuff. You just have more lessons why. in life. Yeah. You have more lessons and still don't. Yeah. Um, just get presented with different lessons. And sometimes exactly. even yeah. with the more birthdays you have, it's still like, yeah, why am I still, why is that yeah. still happening to me? Why I haven't the- quite learned that lesson. <laughs> I haven't quite learned that lesson. Exactly. Well, you know, habits, habits take a long time to yeah. actually, uh, I think yeah. it's 60 days. They used to say 21, but I was yeah. like, that can't be true. No. I think it's like 60 days to 90 days that you actually can start, uh, begin a new yeah. habit or break one. But yeah, I find that so funny and so interesting. And that, I mean, that's, that's my main focus on my YouTube is that on my lifestyle channel is that I like to give people advice because I want them to take those shortcuts that yeah. I didn't have yes. before or like, you know, yeah. don't, don't make the same mistakes as me, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's one of those things like, you know, obviously I'll probably learn more and, you know, yeah. as I get older. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, being in my thirties, I thought, you know, I'm just going to let people know what I've learned. So then they don't have to do the hard work yeah, to yeah. get there. <laughs> do you know what I find? Uh, the same row. Like when we talk, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I 100% get that. <laughs> the same, same. What I'm learning is that it is about giving some shortcuts and some tools and some resources. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they need to go through what they need to go through to learn their own lessons. 
And for yeah. me, um, and it's the same that you're doing. You're, you're, you're giving some tools and resources and sharing your pearls of wisdom that they can apply to situations when they're going through stuff so they can navigate it is, is I find really helpful because it's a balance. You know, when we see, when we can see some things for others and our lessons learned might help them. And that's what this podcast is about, but they also need to experience their lessons themselves. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's exactly. A, it's what else do you talk about on your YouTube channel? Tell us about that. It kind of started off, it, I've gone through so many phases. So it started off as like a, a book channel and then I ended up creating a separate one for that. Then I kind of tried to do makeup because I do like to do my makeup, but then I realized it's not something that I'm like super passionate about. And then I just decided one day, oh, I, I'm going to start doing videos about, you know, advice on relationships or advice on even just like life stuff or like health or fitness. Um, I think I even did like an Amazon one where I was like, here's some cool hacks that you guys can do or oh, cool. here's some, some Amazon products that are life changing kind of thing. So those kind of, it's very broad, which I like. Yeah, I like the yeah. fact that I'm a little bit more, uh, I have a lot of control over what I, what I can show instead of it just being one thing. And so that's what I've been focusing on. I, I did have a, a film and book channel which it's still up. I'm not going to delete it or anything, but I've decided to kind of put that on pause because I want to focus mainly on the lifestyle one. It's my, it's more, I'm more passionate about it. Like I do love my films and and books. I read a lot of books, but I just feel like the lifestyle stuff is more beneficial for people. And I feel like it's something that I, and you can tell as soon as I do those kind of videos where I'm giving advice about like, things that you can do to take control of your life, which is one probably my favorite video that I've done on there. You can see it. Like my friends would message me and say, I can tell how passionate you are when you're yeah. talking about that. And yeah. people see that authenticity. And I think that people are going to watch those videos because they're the ones that they can tell that you're being your yeah. true self yeah. and that you're actually passionate about. You can actually tell when someone's losing interest in something. And so, I mean, that's what I'm doing at the moment. There's nothing else on that channel that – is worth really highlighting because it's, it's, those are the, the most important and my favorite videos to film. And yeah. I do, I'm starting to do a few of the, the fitness, like my fitness journey and kind of telling people also again, shortcuts or, yeah. you know, things I didn't know that now I do. So it's, it's still a journey for me. I'm still kind of growing into that because it's, you know, not a, it's not an old channel. I've only had it for like maybe almost seven, eight months. So it's not very. So not even a year, not even a no, year. No, no, no. What is so, the, um? we've got the details in the show notes, but just quickly tell us what your YouTube channel is. Um, so it's my name. So it's at Rocio, R-O-C-I-O, Cartes, C-A-R-T-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have the details in the show notes as well. And this podcast, so some of the listeners will be listening on podcasts. Some of them watch the on YouTube. So we, we play the podcast on YouTube and I would encourage people for this episode to jump over to the Happiness Hive YouTube because you'll see when Ro was talking about she loves makeup, she's absolutely stunning and your makeup is gorgeous and it would just be a good one to even watch this one, this episode on YouTube. And we often do, for the listeners, we do just added goodness on YouTube as well. So you might want to jump over there. So lots of lifestyle stuff. What do you do on TikTok? I'm not, 
I don't know. I just cannot get my head around TikTok yet. I mean, oh, that might be late with my birthdays, but yeah. <laughs> what's, what's, what's oh, no, I'm very, very new to it. Actually, one of the girls that I sing with in church, she told me that I should switch my YouTube film book channel yeah. over to TikTok because I could do shorter videos with books. And I was like, you know what? That makes more sense, which is why I put a pause on my YouTube channel yeah. for that. And instead I'm doing it on TikTok and it literally takes like five minutes to film and upload, which is amazing because it usually yeah. takes two hours to do it on YouTube. Yeah, for YouTube. yeah. so yeah. it's a, maybe a quicker medium for oh, a different yeah, audience. For sure. I haven't, yeah, I'm, you know, a lot of my peers are hanging out on TikTok. I just haven't, yeah. I, I, I was hanging out there, but it was just like. Oh, well, I'm yeah. still getting the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's still things that I'm like, oh, maybe I could have done that better. And I see other people's videos and I'm like, oh. But I yeah, think it's no, all a learning curve. Yeah. And that's what I think it is too. I think it's that opportunity to, at all levels. And we have, you know, people that our tribe and our following that really relate to the each of our messages. So I think however oh, yeah. you do it, you will have people yeah. that will relate to that. Yeah. I'm just going to dip back into, row the coaching that we did and not going through the, yes. the real detail, but a lot of it was around helping you to get clarity around where you're currently at with your career and what some of the next yeah. steps would be. What would be some or some of your takeaways around that that could be advice for other people that are wanting clarity around where they're at, whether it be in career or just life generally? So where they're at and where they want to get to, what would be some of the tips from your perspective? What I really loved, and I think that this was probably the best advice that you gave in the whole thing, was that you said to ask the right questions and the right jobs will come up. So it was, what do you want in a job? What do you not want in a job? How do you want to feel? How do you not want to feel? And having that and writing those down made such a difference to me because even if you think those things, it's different when you have them written down. And then when you start to also, I think there was also another um, another time earlier on that we spoke about that you said, well, what are you interested in? Yeah. And then I said, you know, I like to, you know, give people advice or help people grow and be very, and everything was very people, people, people. Yes. And you were like, you know, that sounds like a learning and development. That sounds like, and I'm like, oh, I didn't think of those yeah. those roles. Like I never thought that. It's something that, uh, was kind of in my, in, in my road to pick yeah. up on. So mm-hmm. I think that also not to count anything out. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, if you're interested in being more, like I said, more for me, it's, um, growth with people. Don't say, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't apply for that role because I am an administrator, but yeah. you can still put those skills that you've learned into that role, you just have to word it well when yeah. you um, apply. And also I actually noticed uh, following this when I redid my LinkedIn, I've been approached by a lot of people now that starting to jump up at me from what I've written down. Yeah. And it's a lot of the roles are, are roles that I probably wouldn't have even thought to apply to because yeah. I thought I wouldn't be capable of or, yeah. I would think, oh, no, nah, like they probably want someone that's, you know, specifically IT or something. But there's all these opportunities that are popping up now because I've kind of put myself out there and I've actually said this is what I want. Yeah. And if people are, you know, approaching you, it means that you are capable of it. You are qualified for it. And 
I think that what I've learned as well with job searching and, and growing, you know, in my workplace is that a lot of the time it's not, it's more how you approach the role. It's not what you know about the role. Yeah. So it's, you bring your basic skills. As long as you've got those basic skills, you can learn anything. You just have to be willing to learn. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway is being willing to to show them that you're willing to learn. Yeah. And that's pe- people don't mind because you're going to have to learn their own their programs anyway. and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to start from scratch anyway, even if you already know it. Yeah. So for me, writing those things down really, really helped me. And I find too, like I love, I'm just so excited and especially by getting that clarity and updating LinkedIn and then people actually starting to reach out to you because what for me happens is when you start to get clarity about what you want and it's not just, it didn't just happen, you know, Though actually with you, it did happen pretty well then. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a kind of a process about, well, what is it that I do want? And that's whether it's work or life. What do I want it to be like? What's my ideal version of it? What are my things that I really want to have? What are the things that I really, that are deal breakers that if they're not there, Mm -hmm. that's not going to fulfill me? Or what are the things I don't want to, to be experiencing? And then how do I want to feel? For me, that's, you know, the others are important, but how do I want to feel? Because often when we get attached to a certain outcome, and if that doesn't eventuate, then we kind of go into this spiral of, oh, I failed, I, you know, life's not great, or, you know, I've got this shitty job or blah, blah, blah. But when we really um, dive into how we want to feel, the outcome might be a little bit different than what we were anticipating. But if we're fe- getting those feelings of fulfilment, then does it really matter what that outcome actually is? And I remember when we were coaching, so we were together for a couple of months, and I remember that that clarity came quite early in the piece, and then you were able to sort of build on that and look at, well, what opportunities and what what else is there that I can now do to sort of move, navigate into that space? And, And it's interesting not surprising, but interesting that now people are responding. I just think that that's the, that, you know, when you get specific, you're actually activating your reticular activating system, which is the, like it's searching there for those things that you want. And they're kind of, you know, it doesn't mean that they show up instantly, but they're starting to, they're starting to. That's very cool. Yeah. Love, yeah, exactly. love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh my gosh, Ro, we, we could talk forever. We might even just pop over onto YouTube with a bit of extra goodness if people want to follow us, follow this episode there. So we've got your YouTube. People can follow that, Rocio Cartes, and also the details on social media. You can get those from the show notes. I have loved this so very much and we need to continue the conversation. So big hugs and happiness for you, Ro. Thank you. Thank you. It's been amazing. I've really enjoyed this as well, as always. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, Come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club 
and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.